Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast, the podcast that is all about you, the listener, mm-hmm. and us, the people who talk. Chris, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Battlefield 4 still, playing the uh, the open beta that's out. Why do you always say beta? Beta. It's, it's beta. 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 I th- I'm pretty sure it's both, you isn't it? You can drag down with those Americans. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, gosh darn. What did you say? Beta. Beta. We didn't do introductions this week, weren't we? Oh, shit. I feel like now I've just interrupted just... someone's conversation. I knew I, I like forgotten something. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I didn't know whether I could talk or not talk. I felt Hello. like we've been uh, over-familiar. Let's start <laughs> no, again. No, it's fine. I'm Matt Lees. We've got Chris Bratt. <laughs> Hello. Simon Miller. Hello. And Brett Phipps. Hello. We've got Brett and Bratt. Brett and Bratt. Brett and Bratt. We couldn't say Sportra last time. Brett was on, can we now? We can say it's from Sportra.com. I like just calling it the secret project. The it, secret. Sounds, it sounds very You also called it beta. So. You, beta's fine. Yeah, Brett works yeah, in the same... Um, Brett, Brett and beta, it might still go. Yeah, but Brett works on uh, Sportra, which is a website which is just about sports and drivey-based video games. All the things that I'm not interested in, but lots of people are interested in. <laughs> <laughs> so you should check it out. That's uh, good. It's really good, a lot of detailed stuff. Uh, betas. So, anyway, back to the betas. Now, now I'm feeling very... Paranoid about Why? this. I've been playing Battlefield 4 in uh, an early stage of testing uh, that's re- released <laughs> to the public. Um, yeah, we, we actually, there's a video going up today, our kind of little gameplay verdict of, of the beta. Yeah, um, we had a little play, didn't we? We took it in turns to play it and die. Yeah. And I was being really boring with a sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you, <laughs> I'm just like occasionally pressing the wrong button because the controls have been switched around. Yeah, they that's, changed it. That's the first thing you have to get around. Why have they done that? They've, Never do that. That's truly the worst thing you can do. I think they're trying to make it feel a bit more like Call of Duty. Yeah. It's probably not what they want me to say, but that's my impression. It's like when Gears of War um, Judgment changed the button to like pick things up, I think it was. Why would you do that? Yeah, I've well, had three games of this and they changed the button. Absolutely unnecessary. I think, I think the big one with Battlefield is the mark button that's been Yeah, that changed. really and messed me up. It's because I kept pressing the back well, button to mark you, enemies. Yeah, because you used to. Well, they changed it to like a bumper. Like the back yeah, button now brings up a menu. Oh. <laughs> and you know what? Like, yeah. I got him in my sights. Because I'm a good <laughs> Battlefield player, right? Because too many Battlefield players don't do this, right? You've got too many greedy killers who are like, they get I'm the enemy in their sight yeah. and they'll just start shooting at them. But the problem is, as soon as you start shooting at someone, if you don't kill them quickly, then they'll hide. They are alerted to your presence. Yeah, because mm-hmm. actually it's quite easy to stay alive in Battlefield. If you see someone shooting you, you just think, right, cover, and you find cover. But So it means the best thing to do is you mark the enemy and then you take the shot because it means even if you don't get the yeah, kill, exactly. somebody else I, might and you'll yeah, get points. I, usually, I have a similar philosophy. I don't usually kill them. I'm usually pretty bad with my, uh, my long-range <laughs> stuff. So if I mark them, I'm like, well, you know what? I tried and someone else can see him now. Yeah. So I don't feel too bad. Yeah, then you bit. Yeah. And also, <laughs> if you do mark someone and then take them out, you get hella points. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, what you want. that's the real Boom. reason. Yeah, how like difficult? I was chatting to Mr. David Scammell, who is, uh, you know, we feel his absence today. And he was saying that you know, even though it's still a beta, and obviously we can't make too, you know, too many judgments on the moment. It doesn't feel as different to Battlefield Three as he was at first expecting. Yeah, he didn't I, say it was a bad thing. I agree. But he with did that. say that kind of was a thing that he noticed. Yeah, well, I, mean, I remember yesterday you asked me what are the big changes in uh, Levolution. That's that's a word yeah. that they like a lot, and that's It'll be in that, the dictionary that, soon. It's a little bit gimmicky, but it. It's nice. It, I've got to I, be honest. I mean, you were talking about the fact they're doing this upgrade system where you, where you can buy it on a current ah, yeah. console yeah. and you can sort of... Take all your progress upwards, right? Yeah, much, and yeah. I think you get a better deal. I think retailers have sort of set up something so you can... I'm, I don't know the details, if I'm being honest. Um, but it, it seems like they're kind of ready for that to happen. And actually, I've got to say, having played the 360 beta now for a little while, it really does look like you don't want to get this version. 
You want to get the upgraded version. Yeah, I mean, it feels to me like the major upgrades that they've put in play from 3 to 4 are largely technical, Mm. not just visual, I should add. Because when we made the video, and it's worth watching the video just to see the state and see some of the interesting stuff, but um, when you look at it, it's like visually it looks like really bad. Yeah. On 360, it's very, very bad. Uh, and that's not a problem. I, I, to be honest, I I can get past that. It's the some of the. I imagine you were about to say well, sixty four players. If you go and play on the Xbox One, thirty two. If you play on the three sixty. So I mean, um, yeah. You, basically, for a long time, the PC has always had the, the kind of best experience of Battlefield in terms of the number of people playing. Yeah, yeah which is what you want. But now, obviously, on next gen consoles, you're getting that as well, which is going to make a big difference mm. in terms of how mad the games feel. But also, it wasn't just the visual fidelity. It was like there was a lot of pop in. Mm. Like after the um, skyscraper fell. There was just bits where like, it was clearly like, loading in the new stuff. And it was just, I guess that's going to happen, isn't it? If the, you're going to start pushing it on more powerful machines, when you get back to your yeah. old rubbish tech, you're like, oh, sugar. You know, it reminds me of, it reminds power, me yeah. of uh, when they brought out stuff like, uh, I remember like Call, out, Call of Duty 2, when that came out. Um, I love Call of Duty 2. Yeah, it's a great game. Mm. But I remember when it came out, it was just when the 360 was about to come out. And they brought out a version on the 360 that was basically kind of almost... Vaguely on par with the PC version. Yeah, but it was right. also on the PS2. Was I don't remember it being on the yeah, PS2. Yeah, I think it was called wow. Call of Duty 2 Big Red One or something. That's no, it, yeah. Big something like something. that. Or maybe it was Call of Duty 3 Big One. Anyway, I remember there was this know. period where the Call of Duty games and the Medal of Honor games were coming out on both the kind of next gen and previous gen. Hmm. And the PS2 versions were just rubbish. There was that, that era just before the next gen here where particularly shooters uh, and races. Was another one as well. Shooters and races, which are always the games that have the most fidelity. Um, they look really bad mm. Mm. and I think the problem with Battlefield is as we see in the beta there's a <laughs> you discovered a magical building that rockets fly through, yeah. fly through. <laughs> and it's simple stuff like that like even when we've got these, these skyscrapers and you fire a tank at it it doesn't have any impact like you fire a tank at a skyscraper in yeah. Battlefield 4 beta on 360 it doesn't even leave a black mark yeah there's, there, there are, it does on Xbox there are, well, on PC I mean on PC it's definitely going to yeah. Like, yeah. I mean I haven't seen it yet but I've seen the engine running and I know that Battlefield is all about that kind of procedural yeah, yeah, yeah. destruction it's, and stuff. It, it's all a little bit on the surface of still. Like, I mean, with just with the, the big moment being the when you bring the skyscraper down and uh, the Siege of Shanghai mission, um, you, when we first saw that, we almost got the impression that, you know, you could it would be a gradual thing as you're playing through the game. Uh, this skyscraper is going to be taking a beating from all sorts of different yeah. explosions and um, eventually it'll fall. It's a very clear system, though. You destroy the four pillars and we point them out in the video yeah. and then it falls. And really, that's that's the big impact. You, you can leave marks on the on that skyscraper but it's very that's the thing know, and i kind of wonder if maybe face we need to that's the thing is it we kind of looked at that skyscraper thing and thought whoa this is like procedural change to a, a major major level mm. but actually what i'm interested in is the, is the more minor stuff because i know what the other battlefield games are really good at is the kind of just being able to destroy walls yeah but there's stuff. a wall between me and this guy i'm yeah. gonna get rid of it you can blow just want to tell everyone that brat just hit himself in the face with his microphone I, it's very important <laughs> that everyone this, knows this that microphone is it's has out a, to get me. Has problems <laughs> with you. That yeah. was brilliant. I saw that. Oh, yeah, I thanks, thanks Aaron. Cheers. Sorry, you're I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, honestly, this is kind of vaguely speculation, but it feels like to me that when they made the latest CryEngine, not CryEngine, uh-uh, um, Frostbite. Frostbite, Frostbite, they made it as a really scalable engine. Well, yeah, it must be quite diverse as well because obviously using it for Dragon Age. Yeah. So it's not like it's predominantly made for first-person shooters. It must have a lot of... And I just get the impression that, yeah, it's got a lot of applications yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's very scalable. But I also get the impression that they've kind of made it so it's not just a case of it looking worse. Having Just having lots of tick boxes and mm. just being like, 
all of these things on this version of the game, switch them off. Probably. Mm. Yeah, that probably makes sense. It's just odd that we've kind of... This era now is really weird because I look at this game and it just looks... It looks worse than previous games. Well, I think... I said this. I'm not 100% sure, you know, if this is happening with everyone. But for me, now I've seen what PCs and next-gen consoles are doing... Everything I'm pretty sure I would have been sort of impressed with before yeah. is now starting to look worse and worse. Obviously, my what I expect yeah. is is now way out of whack to what it was. It's I like think, yeah. maybe true. Yeah, it's I, like when you go back to old games and you swear run like dreams, and they are. I mean, they are awful. Yeah, but it's because you've seen what is capable now. So what was capable then just isn't good enough to live up to your expectations. It's yeah. a horrible, in a way, a horrible. Only, you know, only certain games will hold up. You have, you know, when you, like say when you go back and they they just awful. Whereas. You still look at the South part that's coming out, and that still will hold up. Yeah, because hold it's up. a representation of, of the cartoon. of what you're used to exactly. Yeah. So you don't judge it as much. So I mean, it's obviously a great time to, to, to be you know in games and stuff. But at the same time, it's, I hate things like that, and I can't yeah. appreciate something for yeah, what it is. Battlefield Four has been shown off a couple of times now. I've played it on the Xbox One and a top end PC, and so when you go to the 360 version, it is you do have to kind of right. Come on, just. Brace yourself, it's not going to be quite as pretty, Chris. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be quite as good. You do get used to it. I, well, I, the problem I have with these things is the inconsistency. And actually, we were talking about this in the video. I think a lot of this will be fixed with the actual retail version of the game yeah, of when course. you get the HD texture pack that you can install. Because obviously, the beta is just pure download. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, it's inconsistency. I don't have a problem with games that look rough. It's like I remember when I was a kid, I used to have like, I'd be playing PC games and then I go and play on the N64 and playing on the N64 <laughs> after the PC, it was like, oh, your eyes had to adjust. I don't, I, don't, I used to, I, I still don't understand it. I'd like to have two versions of me because there was a time when Goldeneye was smooth, but it's not smooth. <laughs> that is, honestly, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Yeah, but I just remember like you're looking at the jaggy edges of things, but you, you know, after half an hour, your eyes adjust, but it's still a constancy. Mm. And a lot of what we see in these games is um, it's not just that the graphical fidelity is down. I'd actually be happier if they just completely lowered the res to something silly poor. Yeah. Um, but it's just the fact that you get like, you know, crazy pop in, really consistent yeah, textures. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of the streaming stuff. It, it's just. It's just a case of the fact it hasn't been designed for it. That's mm. the problem. Yeah. And that's why this gen, we had a lot of problems with like PlayStation 3 games being worse on PS3. Yeah, because everyone went with 360s, the lead platform, didn't It was optimised, so, yeah. yeah. But it feels like now, it's just weird because for so many years, games have been optimised for the 360 because yeah. that was the platform. Whereas now, I bet a lot of people thought, right, we'll use PC tech to make our games because we know the next-gen consoles are coming. So we can make, you know, we'll take the PC one that we've done it for, yeah. we'll then move it across to next-gen then move it across the current gen so it's been through you yeah know, it's been through mm. such an ordeal already and there's an interesting really interesting article i read the other day about how people are worried that next generation of developers might be a bit lazy with the playstation 4 because it has so much ram yeah maybe such they could, powerful yeah. ram that basically it means you can cut corners but what that should mean it should mean it's really easy to put pc games on ps4 and have them being like running really nicely well that's good because that's it means that even if it's not the same architecture that ram should hopefully help kind of smoothen things out yeah but uh, yeah, I mean, it looks all right, but basically it's just like I'm not interested in playing it on 360. It, yeah, it will be better, like you said, with the retail version. I mean, the only reason GTA V can run on Xbox 360 is because it's reading off the disc and your hard drive at yeah. the same time. Like, yeah. The, the ha- it's and the it's very been end made of the cycle. It's been made to, for it. Yeah, so hopefully... Um, I think Battlefield is a weird case in point though as well because they are always so keen to push, look what it looks like, look what yeah, it looks yeah. like. Then you yeah. can't help when you sit down and go, what does it look like? Mm. Most games you probably go, especially, you know, current gen, you maybe wouldn't look at it as judgmental. But because they ram that message home so hard, it's like... Well, it's it's, d- it's a dirty word, but for me, Battlefield is all about immersion. I remember That's when true, I, when no. I sat And down. they push that as well. Yeah. They push it hard. Another thing about that as well is you can forgive graphical fidelity as long as the game runs smoothly. Like, the difference between the PC version and 
consoles, it, it, the frame rate is a massive chunk. I remember seeing Battlefield on PC for the very first time, and I thought it was running in t- double speed because of the <laughs> jumping frame rate. I just thought I was watching a replay in fast forward. So <laughs> you can forgive a game that looks trashy as long as your objective can be met yeah, easily, course, as long yeah. as there's nothing that what gets actively say, though, in your way. What I will say, though, from playing it on the 360 for a little bit, is it's reminded me that... Because until recently, I've been like, oh, I'm not sure I even want an X-Gen console at the moment, because I've got like... I'm the same. Yeah, I've got... I've, I've written an article about that. I've got an awesome <laughs> PC... Um, that I just plug in a controller. It's not even that awesome. I bought it about... I only upgraded it like a couple of years ago. Yeah. But it's still like pretty much on par with what next gen's going to be like for the next year or two. Um, but what reminded me of this is when I, I like playing Battlefield, but I can't go onto PC and plug in my controller and play Battlefield, really. Because if yeah, you're playing you against people up. with mouse and keyboard, you're going to get dicked on. Oh, of course, yeah. I didn't think about that, yeah. And so, I mean, I think maybe it would be interesting if in the next gen, what I'd like to see is Steam if they... Control them. Well, if they can make it so they can have just... Uh, separate servers for people with controllers. Like if they can actually mm. work out a way of oh, authenticating. Yeah. Finally, using it's a shame servers. They can't do that on PC though, and say that in this lobby, people are using controllers. Yeah, I mean, I guess people will find out a way of cheating. That's you know? the yeah. thing. There's always yeah. some idiot that thinks I know what I'll do. That's how I spend my Sunday. But I, I'd really like that because it's one of these things where I like playing battlefield games and shooters with controllers. And I know a lot of people are philistines. And actually, one of the biggest shames I have at the problem at the moment is there is a real chance for PC now to come in and become something new. And I think the whole Steam Box thing, the Steam controller thing. Which we, I'm guessing you didn't talk about last week much. We did, right? we, yeah, we did chat about it a little bit. We kind of um, we, we shared our opinion on what it what it well, could th- do. Yeah, that that's going to be an interesting thing to see how people in you know games like shooters where the controller versus mouse and keyboard there's a big gap there. Yeah. can the Steam controller keep up with? I gap. just I mean I know they're the doing keyboard? multiple controllers. I just I need to, I I, I, just, I mean. It, Hearing what someone else thinks about the controller is no good for me. I need to use that controller mm, because yeah. it's so out of left field. And it's Val. I know they know what they're doing. I would never dream to, to assume otherwise. But until I hold that in my hand, I need to... It's, it's, it's so different. It's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, to, no, yeah, you're right. It's, imp- it's genuinely impossible. It's one of those things where, like... Um, I think like the, when you have a lot of knowledge about like games and systems and stuff like this, you can kind of gauge what something's like by asking the right questions. But with, yeah. there are always elements where you just go, I have no pads? idea. I, like, I, how's my thumb yeah. going to respond to that? I might hate it, I might love it, I don't know. Mm. I mean, I it, sounds no like, it sounds like the use of the word trackpad, that, that even just, like Valve don't like that. Because, I'm not surprised because trackpads they're aware, are terrible. <laughs> I think that they're aware that technology is so different and feels so different exactly, to a trackpad yeah, yeah. that it's not a trackpad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that's fair. most developers have trackpad, said they don't really know how to describe it. Trackpad uh, brings back horrible memories of trying to play a shooter on a, a laptop mm. with the trackpad Jesus absolutely Christ. Oh, I tried I've looking tried at that, that diagram that explained how the Steam controller works with Portal 2 and I just got a headache <laughs> just, it said F1 is here F2 is here and I, just, yeah. I couldn't read it, it was well just, I think this is the problem yeah. is that with that Steam controller they're trying to talk to multiple people at once they're mm. trying to talk to people who are like console but also like they're also worried that people and this is the the biggest problem I think PC still has is that people are such pricks about mouse and keyboard. Like, it's, oh yeah, it's they, they, always they, been the way. Like ever since the nineties, that mouse and keyboard crusaders are just absolutely treating everyone else like dick, and it's dumb because I think mouse and keyboard is. I mean, personally, I don't like playing um, shooters and stuff with mouse and keyboard because I spend all day on mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Mm. And I play games like Dota and RTS games with a mouse and keyboard because there's no other way to do it. Yeah. But actually, I'm happy for a bit of variety. Yeah, it's, I'm just useless to mouse and keyboard. This, I just is, yeah. uh, this is probably a, a problem with my setup. I, I'm worried about RSI all the time when I play games for a long period of time on a PC. Yeah, um, same. Because I'm on a PC all day that can get around that, but... Yeah, it freaks me out. And when we, controllers feel much more comfortable to me. That, well, that's it. When we played Payday a while ago, 
I had one game on PC and said, I'm not playing this anymore. But then Brad gave me a pad. And I was like, right. It's all right, game. Simon. Yeah. Here you are. Just sit down. I need my pad. <laughs> just do this. Just how my hands yeah, enjoy my gaming you know, experience. It's, it's, just a, it's just a comfort thing, really. And I like both. I don't think one's better than the other. But it's an interesting thing of the fact that with these different types of Steam Box, it sounds like it's going to be like, you're going to be able to have a spec that suits you. Yeah. And they've actually got a chance here, if they, if they get it right, to, to actually brand the PC as being like... A console, really. Uh, almost, yeah. yeah. And in, a, an interesting console, because it seems like the things that criteria they're going to go for, like, do you want a really high-end mm. game Make machine? Yeah. Or do you want something that's really small? Or do you want something that runs silently? Like, mm. And actually having simple choices yeah. like that, like, what do you want for your living room? Or the, that was the, the idea that you... Sorry, sorry. No, I was just saying, that's why these pistons are also pretty interesting as well. These small... Those small yeah. pieces that they really got a push behind from valve as well so if they can get that going as well i think yeah i mean they say that the different types are going to be made by different manufacturers and they're mm. basically going to be branded as steam boxes and i think that's really interesting that they're taking the weight off themselves of being like we're not going to take the hit for this if it goes wrong yeah but at the same time i don't know because it's an interesting question because a few years ago if you'd said to me what what, what kind of a steam box would you want for your living room i'd say oh, i want a top of the line like i want a really fucking swish one but now i'm like well actually maybe i'll have like a high-end PC. Yeah, for you, you I mean, for streaming me, would be the, the the golden option if it could work without any kind yeah, of latency, right? Yeah, if you can do some streaming from a separate room, then I'd actually be happy to have high-end PC in my office slash room or whatever, and then just a have something, to stream something that something. is silent yeah. and actually buy something that's not as high spec, but is like, you can have it on in the living room, takes up no space. Because honestly, at the moment, it's like, I'd like the idea of having a PC as a gaming machine in my living room, but I'm mm. probably going to move my girlfriend in about six months. And if I try and get a big rig Throw and stick a it in, <laughs> I'm just going to put this next to TV. She'd be like, fuck off. Yeah. This is my living room. You can't put a full-size PC. But if I can get something that's like, I don't know, the size of a couple of egg boxes stacked on top of each other. You should other, maybe put it under a couple of magazines or something. Yeah, Hopefully you know, no this. Basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to build a fort. <laughs> You're of, thinking smart now, man. Out of women's magazines. Exactly. No, because you want to read them. And No, I'll use old ones. Yeah. <laughs> With... I knew that Cheryl Cole hates Nadine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know her last name. Whatever you're talking Cole. about. Cole. <laughs> yeah, Nadine Cole, that'll do, yeah. And she won't want to read that cover story. Yeah. So she'll never notice. And exactly. then one day she'll, she'll lift one of them up and she'll realize that they've all been glued together. No. And it's an elaborate this ruse. This is a perfect plan. I see no flaws with this. Ah, she will never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I, I think it's, it's really interesting. And also, I mean, the fact that they're blatantly going to release it with some exclusives because i i mean I, I'm, I'm still in that mindset where i'm all about what i get to play on it yeah you know if left you know three comes out and it all of a sudden i'm like oh that's the thing involved. and actually that's the one thing that they've got that no one else has anymore right sony have never had any really good exclusives that they made themselves right sony had lots of good exclusives but most of them God the ones that did really well end. yeah but they you know they're all made by the studios like I mean, but if they own them, does that really? Yeah, God of War is probably their only one, really. I'd say. I mean, I know Killzone is third, but it's theirs. I see what you mean. I see yeah. what you mean. Right? I see what you mean. You see what I mean? Like you yeah. mean they own the. Well, shout out the Colossus the Ico, but again, they're not system sellers. Oh, that's a good question. Now. Well, that's the thing. That's what Sony have been they always bought. Naughty by. Dog, didn't they? Yeah, All if they of own Sony's... the studio, then doesn't that necessarily count as first party because they bought the studio? They it own does. It, it no, does. It does. I see. You mean someone is actually directly? Oh, it's there in the building in almost. Theirs. Well, sort of. I mean, buying the companies and buying the things, but even like Ratchet and Clank. Like, I love Ratchet and Clank mm. games, but. They haven't been big system sellers for a long time. I think mm. system sellers. I mean, Uncharted is. Yeah, didn't Gears of War outsell all of Sony's first party? Precisely. Titles. Microsoft 
nailed it a lot better with like stuff like Crackdown and Halo. Gears of War and Halo. Um, but yeah. even like Microsoft's thing is getting a bit stale now. I still buy Nintendo are still using the same franchises, but it, they've that's really the kind difference of lost it. In Nintendo, make Nintendo games, whereas yeah. Epic make Gears of War, which is Microsoft. It's not, I see what you mean. It's still owned yeah. by Microsoft, but it's Nintendo made by... Nintendo are the only yeah, people who do it. Yeah. That's interesting, actually, yeah. No, because the true, thing yeah. is, Sony had it for a long time mm. with the PlayStation, but they forgot that the reason that they had all of those exclusives was because of the format, because it was the right time. Like, you know, oh, really, yeah. it was stuff like Final Fantasy games that kept uh, PlayStation going. But the only yeah, reason yeah. that Final Fantasy mm. games were exclusive to Sony for a while was just because they had CDs. Mm. Like, and they needed CDs. For all the FMV. Yeah, FMV and music <laughs> and uh, totally unfollowable plots. Yeah, I'm exactly. talking specifically about Final Fantasy VIII there. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, Final no, Fantasy No, it's true. It's a good point. Whereas obviously Valve have two... Probably more than two. They've got loads of properties. Yeah. And we're talking about they've got absolutely yeah. loads of them. Yeah. Valve have got like a lot of properties yeah. which are all of massive interest to hardcore gamers and casual gamers. Yeah, you know? no, it's true. Portal's something that transcends a bit. Um, and also they've got the ability because they own all these IPs forever and ever and ever, amen. They can just release a Steam box and say, oh, if you buy a Steam box, you get all of our games. You get, yeah, which they probably would do. You get then. all the Half-Life games, you get all the Portal games, and you get yeah, Team Fortress, you get all of it. Look how much influence they have with the Steam sales. They could... Very easily host something like that around the launch of the the Steam Box because they, they have do, that they, power, don't they? They yeah. can do permanent reductions. If you buy a Steam Box, then you get ten percent off everything in the Steam Store forever. I mean, that they got so many cards. It's in mad power, man! It it's they've too got much power. Mad power, right? Too and much. All they've got to do is use it right. It's like they've been all everything they've use done it so for far. good. Yeah, good. <laughs> great power never, does come great responsibility. Yeah, but so they've, they've, they've never taken advantage of it. They've never shown ill will with their good faith. They're like, no, they've never had to climb down from any announcement. Like other companies have they've never had a problem where they've said they've made this big change and they said oh we piss a lot of people off we better yeah they always this. ride the storm yeah no they, yeah they out of and all God the massive, massive companies on. they seem to be the only one that maintains that goodwill how, how long that will last i don't precisely. know precisely i mean it, it, everyone well, everyone falls on they made an episodic, episodic game which apparently takes longer to come out than normal games no one cares everyone's, I mean, they do care yeah, but they're still like forgiven yeah, straight away but, like with uh, with a lot of examples, people be so pissed off right now, so pissed off. Episodic, and, yet, and it's and taken yet, longer than most sequels. And like, yeah, and still, Half Life Three just gets people, you know, Look salivating. Angry. Look how angry people got when the Walking Dead episodes came out a couple of weeks later on PlayStation. Look <laughs> yeah, exactly. How angry people got then. Oh dear, but, no, but it's, it's funny. I think, I think they're the only people in a position to have a real system seller. Like, you know, because we've got, we've got interesting stuff coming. Titanfall, I think, is a strong one, but it's not first party. You know, mm. they've got an exclusivity no. deal, but it's temporary. Mm. Um, and Nintendo have had it for so many years, but they've kind of... I, I think they've, they're still doing really well, and I think I'm really excited about playing Pokemon, even though it's pretty much the same. There's some things that they haven't tainted, but it kind of feels like they've been letting things slide with their main franchises. Zelda and Mario, particularly, they've just... They haven't been lazy, but they haven't... They've somehow... I don't know. I mean, it's difficult because a lot of people say, you know, shut up, Matt. They are still kids' games. Kids still love them and stuff. I still love them. But, I'm 29 years old. <laughs> yeah, but which ones? Because, like, you which know, ones? the new Super Mario Bros. Actually, the new one on the Wii U, really, the think, 3D one, looks, looks really cool. In that Nintendo right the other day, I'm not going to lie, yeah. I sat there giddy. It looks so much. It looked like. It looks brilliant. It yeah. looked like Super Mario Bros. 2 2, which, oh my gosh, I'm I will ex- take that game. <laughs> is I'm really excited by that, actually. I think, that it one, I think it looks excellent. The 2D ones, I thought the art style was horrible. I didn't like them. But this one looks yeah. smart. Yeah, I didn't like The 2D ones I enjoyed, but. I felt like I could have taken Mario characters out of it and just put in anything. Yeah, it, Whereas yeah. this one looks like a proper Mario game. Zelda, I mean, 
put it like this they, they, they've made slight changes to Zelda on the 3DS and that pissed me off so that goes to sum up how much of a problem I am I just yeah, want so you, I just want Zelda recycled for the no. rest of my life until I die well the way they're doing it this time sounds mental right it's, it's Animal Crossing it sounds like you have to go rent items. Can, it sounds so you weird. can choose any. As, as far as I'm aware, I mean, it was what a five minute presentation. Yeah. So I'm sure I could have got the wrong end of the stick. But you choose which dungeon you go to, and when you're in the dungeon, you need to figure out which items you need. You then go to a special shop and you rent said item, and then you go back. That is not what I want. Well, it says you I want to find a chest. I want to open it. I want it to go. Dun, 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 <laughs> and I want to find a boomerang. That's what I want. That's what I want. I don't care. Well, actually, I mean, that's the thing. Is for me, what makes Zelda magic and what has made Zelda maybe feel a bit tired in my books is, is as you say, it's that moment of getting to a, a temple, walking around and being like, I can't do anything. Exactly. I don't know why I can't do it. And then, da, 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 and then suddenly, Spot on. the whole puzzle makes sense. Exactly. And I don't want to go to a shop do. and rent it. But the problem I've had with Zelda games for a long time is that because they have kept reusing items... I've had, oh, you know what I loved about playing the first one. I think the first one I ever played was um, uh, Link's Awakening on the oh, Game Boy, which is an absolutely cracking it's game. Arguably one of the best. Like the finale the is just dark as hell, oh, it's, but it's the amazing. whole game is horrific. It's yeah. a fucking awesome game. Anyway, yeah. um, what I liked was this thing of being like not understanding the, and the dungeons feeling impossible. Yeah, t- I totally agree. With you. And then you find an item which suddenly makes everything seem re- doable. Yeah. But then because they've been recycling and reusing items so many times, <laughs> you, you kind of like, now I could play a Zelda game and I go, oh, I'm in the hook You guys are tank. making yes. me yeah. Really, yeah. really, really sad about Darksiders right now. Darksiders? <laughs> really, really sad, yeah. Really? As that, in the THQ game yeah. is now with Nordic Games, I believe. Yeah, because that was, that did exactly, you know, it was, it their, was Zelda. their dungeons were Zelda yeah. Oh yes, Zelda, that was Zelda meets God of War, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah right. Dark Siders, you know, they're not they're not great games, but they were pretty solid. I, I think for me, it looked like the second one had stretched too far. It was yeah. trying to be an open world RPG as well. That's and... the thing. It thought, what can we? It basically said, what boxes shall we tick? And just tick all the boxes, <laughs> yeah. which is admirable. But yeah, it stretched itself too far. It's like far. ambitious, but at the same time, you've got to have a design like that works for your game. Ethic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, I I totally understand your Zelda point. It's just I. I mean, nostalgia plays a huge part for me. And I think it's also because Zelda... Zelda. Nintendo don't release core, that many core Zelda no. games. You know, I mean, the last one we got is, what, Wind Waker, which I play. And I play... I'm a, I will play it again. And yeah, I'm but it's a re-release, it. isn't it? But I mean, it's a re-release, exactly. Twilight so, Princess, like, um, I didn't like Twilight Princess for lots of reasons. I thought there were some elements of it that were really weak. I particularly disliked the fact that for the whole game it hinted, oh, we're going to go, there's, there's a, <laughs> an ancient race of people in the sky. And I thought, oh my God, at some point we're going to meet them. And it, it eggs it up <laughs> gently in the background. <laughs> and then you get fired into a cannon. There's just a couple of fucking little chicken things. Yeah. And, and it's the most well, boring dungeon in the world. <laughs> and it felt like that was the surprise big twist. And it was just rubbish. It had a wolf in it. It yeah. did. And the whole ice section, right, where yeah, you got awesome. the mace... That was brilliant. They actually, what I liked about that game was um, it actually had some new items. It has it new change. ideas. I mean, it, 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 I mean, that felt like Ocarina of Time 2, which it was. Yes. It was Ocarina of Time 2, and they kind of used that template. And the wolf was the Ocarina, essentially, you know, gave you a dark world and stuff like that. But again, the dark world came from a link to the past. So it, it's, it's, it's difficult to argue that they don't shake it up and up. But I can't lie, I sat down, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Twilight oh, Princess I enjoyed so it. much. Because I played it on the Wii, because I, I bought my Wii on launch day, and I thought, I bought a GameCube version as well because I pre-ordered it. I thought, oh, I'll have both. I don't know why, because I'm weird. Um, but I thought I'd play it on my Wii cause to try and justify my Wii's existence sure. at that time. I had yeah. Wii Sports, and it was like, <laughs> got bored of that in 20 minutes. I remember my, my girlfriend had come down from, I think she lived quite a way away at the time, two hours, and I made her watch me play Twilight Princess. <laughs> yeah. That is how much I wanted to play that game, and I did, I did enjoy it. But yeah, I mean, 
I think if you hadn't have played Ocarina of Time, that game must have been incredible. But yeah, uh, it, I mean, did, it did reuse a lot of the same. That's ideas. the thing; you uh, can't argue. Uh, it. Yeah, I, I I liked it, but yeah, it didn't it didn't stand up to Ocarina. No, oh no no no, it, it felt like a retread. But I still loved it. This is my iron part so, of the problem. Yeah, I because say, I love we them spoke all. about this during during the Nintendo Direct. We had this. Me and Miller, we spoke about this because Miller went mental when this um, <laughs> Zelda trailer played, and he went, "Oh, this is rubbish. What's going on? I'm still going to buy it." I thought, oh, yeah, still buy I still buy it. This is the problem. This is why Nintendo won't innovate. It's because as long as they keep making money, as long as the numbers keep ticking over, they have no reason to. We can sit here and complain all we want about you know the lack of innovation. Yeah. But, but the problem, Simon the keeps money buying keeps games. Piling. Oh, no. I hate your mic. I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to but the that. money keeps piling in, so they have no reason to. As, as much yeah, as we no, sit here you know, and we say... You well, know, I'm, I'm in the exact same boat as you and saying... You know, we need to see the genuine innovation that we've been waiting for, like since Galaxy. They've been, they've been and you know what? For. We've talked about this a lot, and the mm. fact that basically it does get to a point, and it's fair to say that sometimes it's like it's not the responsibility of those creators to keep innovating. We talk about this with Call of Duty, where it's mm. like mm. Call of Duty 4 innovated, it changed the scene forever, it yeah. was a massive impact. But then, like, we can't expect it to do it again. It's yeah. sitting there making tons of money. And I exactly. love that. If the fact that it did it once, it had such a big impact, it changed games. We go, do it again. <laughs> or the games that have never done yeah. it. Why can't we go pick yeah. on them? It's true. It's yeah. true. But that's the thing. With, you know, I got tired of the DS Zeldas, the cell shaded ones, when I played one, then I played another one. I'm like, it's the same <laughs> fucking game. Now, like, that is the only one where I will concede because obviously you had. Uh, it's like, it's the same, Spirit but Spirit Tracks. What was the one before Spirit Tracks? Uh, right. Phantom Hourglass. Phantom Hourglass. And it was. It was the same, but with a train. I remember I finished it. I threw my oh, piece of crap. <laughs> <in there. laughs> yeah. I played them both. It was the same. I played, it, I played the train one for a little while and I'm like, I like the train. But this can fuck off. Oh, like, no, that was that's the first... I mean, they are my least favourite Zeldas, the 2DS yeah, ones, I think. Yeah. I, just, I didn't I mean, like what they did. I mean, there was some bad ideas in that, generally. Yeah, yeah I mean, but the thing is, you know, we are going to probably get another call You just said the 2DS point. ones, by the way. Huh? You just said the 2DS ones, by the way. <laughs> I meant it's gonna, it's gonna get confusing, stop, isn't DS it? stop. Not the Pokemon machine. Yeah, the Pokemon <laughs> The Pokemon machine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> door stop. But yeah, we've got this, <laughs> this whole thing, like, where in Link to the Past 2, just tie back to that, like, where, as it says, it's like, you can tackle the dungeons in any order you want. I think want. I'm correct in saying no, that. No, no, yes. I read this as well. Yeah. You can tackle dungeons in any order you want, um, but the items you need, what worries me They're is you can, shop. you can buy them or rent them. <laughs> rent now, I'm worried them. by this, right? Because how the hell does that work? <laughs> you tell like, me. It, it, it concerns me that what's always been the way in the Zelda games is there's been very little grinding for money. It's always been a case of you would grind for money to get a big wallet or something, but you wouldn't have to really go out of your way. No, if you it, wanted to go and like slash up grass to get more money, <laughs> it was kind of something you did for fun. It's like a drug mm. reference, that is. <laughs> yeah, man, I slash maybe up that's grass what it is. Cash, maybe, they, yeah, maybe that's what it always was. I it, don't know. It sounds like you're describing a mechanic I'd seen a free to play game, like renting yeah. and buying items. And from this the is shop. this is the oh, it does. It does sound like a microtransaction. Thing. Yes, <laughs> and that's yeah. actually uh, that's what I was going to say. Is that, oh, I don't know what's going on with that, but to me, having the rental or buying. I don't know. If they tie that into real money, I, oh I, my gosh, just, I will die. I don't know what it is. It's just something about the way they've said it that makes me think, how does that work and how does that benefit the game? What, what? does that make... How does the idea of renting it work? Is it like real time? Is it like you get it for 24 hours? Yeah, that's it. Mm. That's what worries me. Well, how, what's the benefit here? Because I'm worried. I don't play games for... Like, I don't have that much time to play no, games. No, I want just to be there when it's there for it's me. It's like you get to rent the bow and arrow for 24 hours. I might only get to play the game for 25 minutes in yeah, 24 hours. I agree. So, and also, that the worst thing, not really, but the worst thing is this is a link to a past two. Forget the name. This is a link to the past two. And they're changing it. Just give me a link to the past two. They're from the best Zelda game. Just give me it again in that world with new dungeons and a story. <laughs> but no actually what i will say is the reason zelda was amazing in the first place right was because it was a case of 
exploring, discovering yeah. new things, mm-hmm. constantly yeah. being surprised by things, um, finding new abilities and treasures and not knowing what you do and finding impossible situations that became possible mm. and this sense of exploration and wonder. Um, and that's happened again and it's called Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, I got to play Dark so Souls. Basically, yeah. it's like, you know, I think that's the thing is we're sitting and going, oh, Zelda's become too tired, it's become too tired, it's become too predictable. It's true and I'm not sure they can do anything about it. But that's why I think... I'm looking forward to Dark Souls 2, but I wouldn't be surprised if when I get towards the end of Dark Souls 2, I kind of start to think, well, you know, this is good, but... But that's what happens though, isn't it? But that's it's like, you know, repetition we'll always sits in. Yeah, there's always something else, but I'm still going to play Zelda 3DS. Yeah, that seems fair. Well, I, I look well. forward to hearing if it's any good or not. Because if I'm... <laughs> Soon, yeah. next month. Next month. Only a few weeks God, away. Doesn't time fly? Doesn't it just? Well, talking something that's just a few weeks away, actually, um, something I had a quick go on last week and I've just put a video up on, so if you're listening to this now, you can watch the video on the Ubchubs or whatever, is a about... But I'll talk about it now here, so... Why not, time. eh? Um, XCOM, any within. XCOM... Now, I've seen all the different things that are in the expansion now, because mm. uh, before I'd only seen the first half of it. Long story short, I was really worried about it first because um, it looked like a toy box, right? And I know that DLC often has the temp, it often does that. Yeah. DLC often tends to be like cheap and cheerful. Let's, you know, get some more money out of the fucking idiotic yeah, teenagers. Yeah, I, I kind of got that as well. Like <laughs> mechs and psychic powers that, or yeah. the gene modification, whatever, sound awesome but it also sounds like things that would sell that yeah, expansion I mean, and then like, maybe ruin the balance generally speaking i imagine that most dlc is designed by somebody who's masturbating whilst writing words with crayons um because <laughs> wow, it is, that's a mix that is because it does just seem to be like oh laser rifles oh, <laughs> oh, like more aliens and you know it's sort of thing where usually you just think really yeah, who's you- gonna buy this shit and then it sells 10 million copies and you go what's wrong with the world uh, anyway no I was a bit concerned because it did just look like loads of cool stuff to play with and I'm like that's not what XCOM is about like, mm. XCOM is about like getting dicked on by aliens mm-hmm. in new and interesting ways um, that should be on the box <laughs> shit yeah. but the, what they've done is they've added this new layer to the strategic layer like on the when you're in the, the you know the globe and doing all the choices and stuff and all the bills, build, base, blah, blah, base building base building and they've got a new, basically got terrorist cells that appear, and it's like they're terrorist cells working for the aliens, and they're within hidden. your base. No, no, they're, they're around the world. Oh, okay, right. They're hidden, but the problem is they only expose themselves when um, they, they carry out an operation against you, uh, or you can pay for scans that get increasingly more like expensive to see where the terrorist cells right. are. But it means rather than like the crashed UFO missions where you have to pretty much go straight away, otherwise you're in trouble. Yeah. After you've exposed a cell or a cell's been, a cell's been exposed, you've got a bit of time to like mm. go and sort it out. Mm. But you send in like um, one soldier ahead of time to infiltrate it, and that means they go in civilian clothes and they're only allowed to carry a pistol. Oh man! And then it basically I hadn't means heard about this. That's yeah, it's awesome. really cool. And um, but, but you don't basically then it means that they're out of your roster for about three or four days. Yeah, and then they go right, we're ready. And then you fly in with the rest of the crew and you do this mission where one person's on their own, like quite far away from your troops. And you've got to carry out special mission objective, but it basically adds like another game layer over the whole campaign. So you can actually deal with Exalt because they call it Exalt. They're like basically they're basically alien humans. Um, but if you kill enough cells, then you basically you get enough information to find out where the headquarters are and put an end to it. Right. But it's just the yeah. fact that it's layered on top of the whole game. Yeah, so. for, for those not familiar with XCOM, I guess one of the biggest challenges of that game is outside of the missions. Yeah. Because if you one of your guys gets injured and you know there's a whole experience thing, so if one of your veteran soldiers gets injured, he's out the game for a week, two weeks, and if enough soldiers get injured and then something happens which you have to react to immediately, it can completely screw yes. you over because you've got no one 
of a good enough rank to combat that. Mm. So another thing on top of that. Well, that's the thing. And I, kind of... I wasn't able to confirm this, but also I get the impression looking at it that when you upgrade, because obviously you can use genetic modifications to soldiers and you can turn them into mechs. I presume the mech thing is sort of permanent rather than suits. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure you chop off some limbs. Yes, to I, think, I think there's a human sounds, cost. Sounds um, nasty. Yeah. yeah, so it's pretty cool but dark stuff. But I get the impression that whilst they didn't want that to get in the way of the game's main economy, so they've got this meld thing which basically is a, a a new finite resource that you collect on missions right um there's two benefits to this basically it means that the meld things means you need to kind of be a bit more aggressive because oh, yeah. there's a timer they, yeah so you'll see it displayed on the map and then say in three turns or whatever it is it'll be gone it'll disappear which is completely against how i play in xcom yes. a lot of the time well this is brilliant what's brilliant about because i loved xcom and the thing about xcom is if you're not played xcom yet you need to play xcom mm-hmm. because First it's a course. game which is it's the sort of game which lots of people will think is not for them, but if you sit and play it, you'll probably fall in love with it. But I think it's I think it's the best game of last year. Absolutely, it's the game of the year. And I think even loads of people who don't like strategy games have a go on it and just go, "Holy fuck, this is awesome!" Yeah. But what, what's great about it is it was a game with replay in mind, and most people I know have completed it and at least started playing it again. I've played it about two or three times, and actually, it's the sort of game where I like to just go and play it for an afternoon sometimes, yeah. and just start a new game. But the problem was. As you say, like it was this thing of game of juggling money and you had to keep building satellites. But the problem was I got quite good at that, right? And I, I, everyone, myself and other people worked out how to cheat the game. You mm. work out just the right amount of money to spend on equipment and still have as many satellites as possible. And yeah. then you work out how to win in the tactical level, which is basically get two snipers, put them in jetpacks, get them at the back of the map, and then very gradually advance forward and let the snipers kill everything. Dude, try doing this on Iron Man Impossible, man. It gets, it gets crazy. It still gets, yeah, I'm sure it still gets crazy on that. But the thing was, there was kind of... It, the majesty of the game is to begin with is not knowing how to yeah. win the game but yeah. then you work out techniques that are almost foolproof and then it's still fun but you kind of feel like I've broken it and what's really nice about Enemy Within is they've got loads of ways to stop you from doing that Okay, like you've got if you want to get these resources you've got to charge in um, you can't just keep your snipers alone at the back because there's a new enemy type called the Seeker that only uncloaks when it attacks, which basically means you can have Jeez. a sniper at the back of the level and then suddenly it would just be like, hello, and then boom, your sniper's dead because yeah. there's no one who can save him. Uh, the, weirdly, you know, the, the idea of pushing forward to get that resource, one of the problems with XCOM, I really, really like the game, but one of its biggest problems is the way that the enemies appear um, because yeah. they kind of... you they. When you start a, a map, the, the enemies won't attack you until you find them. Um, so if you push forwards too quickly and you trigger two groups of enemies, you get in a bunch of trouble. Yeah. So, so it encourages you to be careful. Yeah. So if very, you're rushing forwards to grab something, oh god. The last thing do, is they're they're I adding they're horrible. adding new challenges, but also they all of the stuff with the mechs and uh, the G mods is uh, they're giving you a lot more options for aggressive play. Okay. And for like hand to hand stuff, the mechs can obviously punch the shit out of aliens <laughs> with their metal fists. Uh, but again, it's like on the base level, it looks like I'm assuming that you're still going to have to just purely from a, a logical standpoint, if you want to chop someone's arms off and put them into a mech suit, you're probably going to take them out of action for a little while. Yeah. And I assume the same is for G mods. So I think it's like it's giving you loads of tools you can play with, but it seems like you're going to have to have rather than that classic thing of having a, a team of six captains going in every time, mm. you're going to have to be a bit more restrictive because you've got like your best snipers out infiltrating a base and you know your G mods are in a tank and like being modified to make them have better eyesight and stuff. Yeah, the, the, actually that kind of happened at the at the very end game of XCOM, you unlock the psychic powers and that that's when that first starts happening. I imagine this is the inspiration for it because yeah. you can kind of, certain soldiers will have the ability for psychic power and you'll kind of get told that but you have to send them out of action for mm. at least like, 
I can't remember how long it is, but a week or two weeks or something. But it was always your best guys that you had to send out. And that moment was horrible because your squad that you knew exactly how they worked... You yeah, couldn't do that anymore. And I imagine that. that's inspired well, that's them it. to do this a bit I think more. basically it means that you can't just rely on one squad. Yeah. You need to mix it up. And also because you have these infiltrator classes, which means, well, they're not classes, because you have someone who goes in on their own and they can only carry a pistol. It means, you remember when the snipers, there was that whole skill tree to do with getting more damage with pistols <laughs> yeah. that no one ever yeah. used because mm. the sniper rifle one was better. Mm. Uh, it now encourages you to actually have a sniper specialist who's good with pistols. Yeah, they're the only ones that can. And I can't wait to have like, yeah, he's my infiltration specialist. Like, have somebody whose job it is to be like, they're always the one who infiltrates. Oh, Honestly, I'm really impressed by it. At first, I was like, this is a cool set of stuff, but it feels DLC like... as well, right? Expansion. Well, it's, yeah, it's basically... It's quite hefty. It is quite hefty, and it's quite pricey. I think it's, it's just under 20 quid. Yeah, that's really. right. And I was a bit like... Because they kept saying, it's an expansion, not DLC. And I was like, yeah, all right, but... You've you know, got to give me enough reason to Let's wop your cock on the table and have a look at it then. Because at first, <laughs> yeah, I was just like... this. I want to see. I want to see. You want to see the goods I'm paying for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for Axis. Get me yeah. some crayons. Oh, Get your geez. DLC yeah. on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some crayons. <laughs> write me some interesting words. Exactly. <laughs> but no, it genuinely, I mean, like I've seen enough of it now. And having seen all the pieces and talked to the devs a couple of times, it's like, this is a proper expansion. The fact that it's not just like another few hours of fun. It it's something that layers over like a stencil over the whole game, fixes all of the things that were a bit broken with it without having to just patch and tweak mm. and actually adds loads of new stuff and new challenges. Yeah. And you know what? They've done like two DLC so far, I guess. I'm not sure if you... One of them was an, an update for free yeah. and the update was far better than the DLC yeah, just it because was. it gave you... It completely changed how your game could work. You, you had to start a new game again, which in a lot of games... You, that wouldn't work because you'd think, oh, but I've already played through this. I know how it starts. I know how that works. But with XCOM, you could completely change how these systems work. And Replay values are Jesus Christ, thing, that yeah. was so much more interesting than adding a few missions for DLC. Yeah, which it really is. is the traditional DLC And method, you know what? Like really? the traditional method as well would be me going, oh, it's like I'm kind of treating this as a sequel in a way mm. because I'm like, oh, imagine if they made another one. It's like, actually, they don't really need to make another one if they keep adding stuff and making it better. Like in this, they've got like a all of the different types of soldiers from around the world have yeah. like regional accents now and speaking like German and Spanish and all that stuff. They've added 47 new maps. There's less repetition of the maps and stuff. For me, it's like by fixing all the problems, it's a game that I, I just like playing. And I, I, it looks like what this deal, this expansion is going to do is make it so that when you play it again, it will feel more like the first time you played it. Yeah. And I'm just so excited yeah, I'm, about I'm, I'm, extreme, <laughs> I'm extremely glad you've described it like this because kind of like you, you mentioned before, the trailer they announced Enemy Within with was mechs punching aliens yeah, in the face. Precisely. Which is that kind of, oh, that looks like a cool toy, but there's not really a reason. Yeah, to I mean, that's prime masturbation with crayons material. Yeah, but oh, yes. I, it's, it's harder <laughs> to sell a trailer with like... From a man who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your characters have regional accents. May not sound as sexy, but that's awesome. Also, I, character customization in that game is so important. Yeah, just because you attach yourself to these characters. Mm. And actually, I that's what, that's what I'm looking forward to with the G mod stuff because the G mods are like st- something that stack with psychic abilities and all this stuff as well. It means that that scope of getting the perfect super soldier mm. and like really kind of it, the investment goes further beyond like I've bought this guy a nice gun and some nice armor. It seems like you know the, the specifics of like actually being able to customize the abilities and traits of these characters is really really cool like i had the woman i sent on my um spec ops mission as a, a head team she had a genetic modification that meant every round she regenerated one health oh, okay just, like just regenerative 
flesh, basically. And I you was kind of like, that's useful because it means she's going to be a long way away from the troops. Because mm-hmm. it's really cool because they spawn them like so far away from the rest of your team. So you have this option of being like, well, I can play it safe and like make sure they all regroup yeah. and fight. But it's like, you've got this one character out there with a pistol <laughs> and it's like, come on. <laughs> it's like the temptation for real heroics is yeah, just yeah. like, I can't resist this. Like, yeah. And doing like proper James Bond shit. No, I love it. It's really good. And I think a lot of people are... If you're like me, you're a big fan of XCOM, but you've kind of played it to death and you're kind of now going, ah, is, do I want to spend 20 quid on this game again? It's like, from my perspective, it's like if you want to feel again like you're playing XCOM again from the first time, I yeah. think that's what it's going to be like just because it throws so many different variables that genuinely fuck up everything you know and all the systems you've got used to. I'm really excited by it. I'm really excited by it. Exciting times. Yeah. Um, and we should probably move on to... Uh, should we do some questions now? Sure, why not? Why not? We haven't got a Scammel's news cannon this week, but no, I'm afraid really not. Any news to be uh, honest. There's people getting into the Sleeping Dogs um, oh, sequel. Yeah, maybe that, that looks like it's a definite thing. Sleeping Dogs Two, which is well, all right. Well, people are, seem mm. a little bit unsure because it's called uh, is it Triad Wars? Mm. People unsure. That sounds like a mobile game to me. Exactly yeah. like that's what Deus Ex. You know um, that ended up being. It does sound a bit yeah, like. Yeah, I'm going to go mobile right now. Sleeping Dogs Triad Wars. It does sound like a mobile game, but we'll yeah. see. Who knows? But Sleeping Dogs, even if it is, is yeah, it's a good game. It's all right. Play another one. Yeah. But, but yeah, news-wise, it's been a quiet week. Because everyone was just upset about GTA Online. I think so, yeah. And now it goes quiet until end of October, really. And then Batman will come out, say goodbye to the next generation, and then it's next-gen time. Can you believe it? Can we uh, put all the current generation consoles on a pyre and send them out to sea on fire. Yes, Viking and we funeral. put one outside our offices as well. Like, I mean, this like, is what happens. To do this, I'll probably need about a grand and expense money. All right. We can uh, okay. crowdsource it or something. All right, done, kickstart. Also, I'm not sure it's legal to set fire to things. Anyway. <laughs> not sure. Mo- moving on <laughs> swiftly to Twitter questions. Uh, we've got uh, a few things here. Uh, Jordan Garland starts off... It's, an odd question, really, but it asks, when will the killing end? I don't know how that Never. relates. We killed a lot of people off on last week's podcast. Did, Did you really? Yeah. yeah, you died. Matt oh, died. I, well, I always Someone died. Someone from Battlefield died. Tom got killed. Oh, man. I think Scammer was on the verge, but he got saved. So a lot of people died. No more death. I well, wasn't even mentioned. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I made it. <laughs> uh, we, we had a, a couple of questions about the uh, the Steam OS and the Steam Machine, but I think we've... We've, we've covered that quite extensively. Yeah. Um, Liam Langan asks... My question is simply Bidoof. Uh, um, the answer, that I know the answer, well, it's Bidoof. Right, don't you? Great. <laughs> That's a reference to a Pokemon video, I think. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Still a good question. We Fair enough question. That's what it a yeah. fair question to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, from Cam Sage, I've been struggling with this one a little bit. It was, what's your uh, most memorable game box art? Um, I, I can't think of my favorite one. Need, those questions have to be given to us before we come in this room. I don't know. It's difficult, I isn't it? I, I kind of had a little browse. A l- yeah, for me... It's the box art for Bino Domain, just because it's the oh, worst know, box art I've okay, ever seen enough. in my life. And I remember actually emailing Sega and saying, you've got to change that. <laughs> 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 because I had this thing with Bino Domain where it was a game I played for preview and it was coming out in like a month and a half. And I just... Did was, you love it? A lot of people got I loved really, it. Yeah, a lot of people mm, got yeah, it. I played it and I thought, this is great. Mm. It's like a really awesome Dreamcast era third person yeah, yeah, shooter. Yeah, it was fresh. It was fun. The dialogue was funny. It was really knowingly tongue in cheek. I yeah. thought, this game's badass. And so I said to Sega, look, can I do some video stuff with this? Because no one's going to buy this game because no one's heard of it and everyone mm. thinks it's shit. Let me make a video explaining to the world why it's awesome. And they went, no, no, I can't do that. 
I'm like, all right. Surprise. And I'm then they released the box art, and I'm like, you can't, you've got to check it. Seriously. Did it come out? I'll look it at it. It came out with yeah. that box art. I'll check it out. It's the worst box art in the world. I literally, I was just like, it was so sad because it was like, I, I don't think anyone in the Sega team in um, in Europe or the UK had any control over any of this stuff. Yeah. I don't blame them for not letting me do anything because I don't think they had a chance. But it was like, Biodomain was genuinely one of my favorite games that year. And everything about the way it was marketed and sold well, that's... was just such a disaster. Mm. It was like, it was like they told the game to kneel down and shot it in the back of the head. Yeah. And I just felt really sad because I, it seemed to me that everybody knew that that was what was happening, but nobody did anything to stop it. The My, outfit as well. Oh, sorry. The outfit just... Because... Isn't that with a bunch of like war dudes that look really bored? Yeah. 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 There's a guy with a sunglass on just staring blankly at <laughs> right. Mine is the Batman Arkham City Game of the Year edition. Oh, yeah. covered with all the... Well, it just text. got so much text on it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, that was awesome. The Batman Arkham City art is actually really cool, all the white yeah, background so stuff cool. with that, the red stuff. And then they decided, no, screw that. We're going to put a load of text with... on it. It yeah. looked like it had been designed by the same blokes who do the, the kind of acetate designs for kebab shops. Yeah, it did. <laughs> just pile it with everything you got. I, I had a little bit of a browse earlier. I, I can't think of my favourite. I've got a few that... Oh, you got a head yeah, start. Yeah, cool, yeah. that's the advantage of writing these struggle. down. Uh, Borderlands always looks awesome, I think. It's uh, a nice Bord- art style, yeah. That was cool. Uh, serves it well. Final Fantasy, I think, is classy across the board, but I'm not sure everyone agrees with that. No. Oh, yeah, the original ones. Like I, I still uh, like the... Up until this day. Uh, it's Final Fantasy like a, a white box is with weird. Like, um, some kind of... The, no, it's not Final Fantasy Tens, it's the bloke in the water. Uh, yeah, okay. Tidus doesn't look great, yeah. admittedly. Mm. Um, but some, I think some of the later ones are pretty classy. Uh, Gears of War 2 had good art. You're just obsessed with Gears of War. Ge- I know, but it had Marcus Phoenix holding the cogs that look cool. I think that's two. <laughs> Could have <been> three. <laughs> look <I don't> cool. <laughs> Your definitions of cool <laughs> need, need serious examination. He was a big bloke, lift a lot of weight. Yeah. Like yeah. that. The, yeah. Uh, the, the original uh, orange box was just an orange box, and I think that, that probably wins for me just because it's clear, a clear um, statement of what you're getting it's an orange box yeah but it doesn't really tell you what's in the box you don't this need to know <laughs> it's brilliant it's like Ron Seal Resistance 3 had that problem didn't it when they did that really nice art style um, cover with the, the I can't remember the name of the infected in Resistance now where nobody remembered the name had, of the infected in Resistance had one, the problem with Resistance it had the skull yeah, one of those mean, yeah. and it had all the major buildings it had the Empire State it had the Statue of Liberty yeah. and it had all those as its teeth and then no one bought the game so they didn't know what it was. That's it. <laughs> I've got to be honest, actually. I think, I think unless I've misremembered it, the Shadow, the Shadow Colossus box art was pretty smart. Just yeah. because, oh, I had the first Colossi just yeah. standing there looking bad. Just because it was like... I had you at the bottom. Oh, yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, wins. I mean, the thing is, like a lot of games do that, well. like does what it says on the tin, but most does what it says on the tin boxes, like here's a bit of a man shoot with a gun. Shoot bang, oh, bang, bang. No, his gun's got to be over his shoulder as well. It's important. No, 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 no. It's always a gun pointing towards you. Yeah, it's always eye towards... No, I worked on magazines. Yes. Eye towards, yes. towards camera, gun pointing out. That's what yeah. we want. We Nothing Simon else. both worked on magazines. Yeah. And, and, uh, it was always this thing of they always ask you, like, what publishers do you want? would say, <laughs> what, what do you need for a, for a cover? And you go, well, the covers that sell magazines <laughs> are man a man a with a gun pointing the gun towards the camera <laughs> and, looking, and out. looking at the yeah, camera. <laughs> and then, like, That's depressing. honestly, when I, I worked a long time ago in European PR for Activision and we used to collate this information, right, from across all of Europe and Everyone in Europe, all the publications, yeah. what do you need for a cover? They would say, a man with a gun, <laughs> pointing the gun towards the camera, looking towards the camera, yeah. right? and it needs to be clean and simple. And then 
every time like you clockwork, never got it. You, you would you get some you weird left field thing of a guy looking over his shoulder slightly with a gun pointing down the floor. And it's like, yeah. And I felt for them because the, the designers, the artists, are always trying to make yeah. it a bit different. But, but it doesn't it work. Didn't work. A, like, it would not sell as well as a man looking at guy. And also, B, they never, it's so true. The amount of times, especially for shooters, and you can imagine which ones you'd ask for that, and you would get. Medal of Honor, especially. Medal of Honor, I remember we got one, well, this is years ago now, obviously. We got one guy with massive beard back <laughs> to camera looking to the right. I literally sent an email back saying, we Can't use this. You oh, have God, ticked yeah, all yeah, the yeah. wrong boxes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't use it. We Honestly, the amount of times where we get cover art in, and it would always be late, and our art editor. <laughs> cover uh, art's always late. Why? Always late. Yeah. It's always like, We need it by this date so we can go to the printers. A week later. It, it always comes yeah. a week later, so and true. our art director, amazing dude, used to work with just the sigh that would come out of him when he looked at this cover <laughs> yeah. art. It would just be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Who is this guy with a large beard? And, and you know what? This is an interesting fact. That's why very often you get magazines where they do give Halo, like Halo front covers and stuff is because some publishers just provide reliable art. So, go, so would you pick Halo? Because Bungie especially, yeah. never bad, not one bit of bad cover art. Literally, you get a big one. picture of Master Chief with a gun. Bosh. Exactly. Done. Exactly. Magazine I remember the Halo sold. Reach cover art. They sent us about four and everyone was like, I could put that on four covers. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely it's beautiful. Incredible. Well, they were good, Bungie. They were excellent. If, if you do want some brilliantly bad ones, so search the old Mega Man games. Just perfect. Oh, yeah, they're really weird, aren't they're they? Per- yeah, so yeah, bad. They're strange. Yeah, they're so strange. that's quite a lot of insight into the magazine world there. <laughs> you <laughs> you didn't want to know, but there oh, you go. Now you do. Uh, <laughs> last question, I guess. This is from uh, Minty Rebel, who, uh, who says, Congratulations, you've just been hired by the Daily Mail. Um, <laughs> your first job is to create an attention-grabbing headline blaming something, anything on a video game. Uh, and your editor specifically asked that you uh, annoy as many gamers as possible. So what, what would you go with? Is this, is this another one you would have liked... A bit of pre-thought on. Yeah, I mean, what do you want? I mean, you, want you want, you know... A, the Daily Mail doesn't like immigrants much, does it? I, mean, I was that's just that's about to say, type, yeah. all caps. Call that. of Duty yeah. immigrants teaching you to kill dogs. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, prob- God, killing dogs as well, yeah. that is... And Call of Duty, there. which is good. They like, they like honest, poking fun I wouldn't be surprised if before the End Call of Duty Ghost comes out, there is going to be some sort of like... That's true. This new game encourages you to kill, kill dogs. dogs. yeah. Because that's that's right up the Daily Mail street. I reckon and somebody's listening to this right now, going, "That's, yeah, that's yeah. brilliant." <laughs> Writes it down in his notepad of evil. It's true. Good sports section though, Daily Mail. Just one Shepherd. redeeming feature. Yeah. Not sure good it's redeeming. Well. Like... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, good point. Good feature. I take the redeem. <laughs> Such a good point. <laughs> Definitely not redeeming. Retract yeah. that uh, statement massively. They'll, they'll probably oh, take I'm the fact dead. that it's a German Shepherd and say German Shepherd kills British soldier in video game, and then just probably oh, run with that. You've got everything. Man, there you go. You should wear the Daily Mail. German They'd love Shepherd. you. <laughs> oh, don't leave that in, please. <laughs> <laughs> You're full of evil ideas. There's a smear campaign coming right for you, man. Oh God. But yeah, unfortunately, I had quite a few questions and we answered them. In the podcast, okay, sure. Already, to be honest, that's uh, fair enough. Ed, I saw WWE questions so, we got asked, and you ignored those ones. Unbelievable. Oh, Do you want to just say something about WWE then to counter out? Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? If you like last game, good. probably like this one. You know, it is. <laughs> I saw a lot of people. I should have picked that question. You're right, Simon. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I saw a lot of people on Twitter getting excited about the fact that you can make a hundred custom wrestlers. I'm not going to lie, right? So we, obviously we ran the story this week that all about WWE customization, blah yeah. blah, can edit wrestlers, all cool stuff. If you're into that stuff. But the one that everyone really enjoyed was the fact they double the slots. And I've never been into the creative side of wrestlers. I enjoy downloading other people's wrestlers. I just do. I don't want to put the work in. I want to steal other people's work. Mm. But yeah, it's because people build entire rosters. That's what it is. Like, I think that's it. Yeah, it's you, that, you can download like 
the, every wrestler. Every wrestler ever, even if they're not in the game. And I never really thought of that. I would just dine down the ones that made me laugh. Yeah, but they are really good, though. Those <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. They and once really they announce all the stuff you can do for universe mode, where you can create your own federation and whatnot, then you can have whatever well, wrestler you ever want. Mm. But that's what we need to say Good about dream. WWE. <laughs> that we're done here. Yeah, we're done. Well, um, yeah, finally, then we've got a uh, member of the month competition. Yes, we have. And winner of the announcements. Uh, okay, so... We had some really like interesting ones Yeah, this the time. podcast competition, you guys picked that. I don't think I was here when you announced it. It was the Dave Scammell kickstart kickstart Dave we tried to do something a bit different this time and actually it's sort of been mixed results because we um, we've tried something different usually we do something that was drawing based I really like the drawing one well that's the thing is some people said oh it's boring don't do the same thing but the problem with this is we've done something different and we've got a mixture of things but we couldn't really uh, it wasn't, wasn't really showcase them. Yeah, it wasn't really a convenient yeah. and easy way of showcasing mm. them I just um, everyone loves drawings yeah especially sh- shit drawings are brilliant so I think for now we're going to go back to that just because yeah. we, also yeah, we've got more I mean, entries I think if, if you've got a preferred way of doing it that wouldn't be a drawing that's that's cool but I, yeah I think everyone loves a drawing it's just it, it's, it, we like Apart to show them off like Absolutely. at the end of the month it's and nice to be able to make a little video we and we haven't been able to do this video but, but we'll tell you we've got some, some couple of mad videos pitching Dave stuff yeah, uh, got a few few shout outs before we announce the winner. Sure. Uh, we had uh, Woodfeller, Treble25, and Weasel Pants all did um, kind of video proposals, you know, like you see on Kickstarter. And uh, I appreciated all of those. And one of my favorites was uh, Dancing Rhino, who wanted to start a Kickstarter to, to raise £10,000 to. Uh, Feed Dave with cheese strings. I like that. Which is good. Well, and I, imagine that. I did, How many cheese strings did you... I did you... a little bit of math. Um, yeah, if, you, <laughs> if you're going to buy cheese strings in any kind of real quantity, you're probably going to want to go with the 12-pack. Uh, that's your best value for money. Um, did you call up the retailers to see if you could get a larger bulk than that? Are you sponsored uh, by I, cheese I, strings? I've got, unfortunately not, no. Unfortunately not? No. I don't want to be sponsored cheese by, cheese I don't cheese by cheese strings. My guts would collapse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, cheese, you eat strings. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I imagine, I imagine, you know, if you're if you're going for a ten thousand dollar, ten thousand pounds, um, you know, kind of deal, you probably, probably works out. Deal. But I'm just going on a kind Retail, of general yeah. basis. Yeah. So uh, your RRP for a twelve pack is usually four pounds. Okay. Um, so you'd be looking somewhere in the region of thirty thousand individual cheese strings. That will keep Dave going for quite a while. I think. Um, it's a single so. entity that weighs about six hundred kilograms of cheese string, uh, which is about the same weight as a medium sized horse. So okay. you Have you not done um, any work this week? Not at all. Cheese string. Absolutely Simon, nonsense. Simon, I'm kind of in control of the video, <laughs> so I think. I did specifically tell him to do that this morning. Please work out cheese strings. I'm not, I'm not even joking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, there was, some, there was some fun stuff, but the, the winner was quite clear, right? Yeah, the winner we gave to uh, Salamir. I hope I said your name wrong. Probably didn't. Uh, who... Did you say I hope I said your name wrong? <laughs> no. I hope I said you your name wrong, you, you awful human being. You know <laughs> I've just replayed that in my head. I think that's what I said. I, I hope, hope I get this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Rita. If not, I'm going to do it again. That's not get what it I meant. Extra wrong. <laughs> Hello, Mia. Oh. Just move on. <laughs> okay, so he he um, proposed David Scammell the board game, and it wasn't. I'd play that. It wasn't a half half hearted attempt. We received a sixteen page document uh, detailing the rules. <laughs> yeah, it was of like David Scammell it was the board a game. fully like fleshed out. Um, it was it was basically reenacting his day to day job. Um, and I think we feature those characters in it as well with different oh, stats. Good, it sounded quite complicated. Yeah. We were thinking about playing it, but it sounded a bit too complicated. Way too complicated. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing, I mean, you know, you seemed a bit worried about the fact that I'd, I'd had Brat researching cheese strings <laughs> and work hours. I did also tell him to give me a quick review of this game. So okay, yeah. all right. So I, I, I think it's a great idea. I think there's definitely something to work with there. I think, although we did receive 16 pages worth of rules, as is often the case with board games, a little bit more 
detail could possibly be required. Um, first of all, the desks on the uh, the map itself. Not sure if they're traversable. How quickly can I move around them? Not necessarily uh, that clear at the beginning. Desk clarification. I'd, I'd argue that uh, Dave's news cannon is a little bit overpowered in the current build. Yeah, uh, allowing okay. you to do- draw two attribute cards at the very start of the game seems a little much. Bit OP. I'd probably yeah. suggest either bumping that down to one attribute card or maybe uh, increasing the cost in credits. That um, makes sense. That score, makes sense. please. Uh, I'd give it a... So you're going to say seven, aren't you? You're going to be that guy. <laughs> Fence it up. <laughs> a seven and a half out of ten. Oh, you use know, half point. Oh, yeah. Use decimals. I know we did, man. I know we did use decimals. Oh, God, my seven gosh. No, it's weak. I know. Decimals are weakness. But easy. <laughs> but yeah. I think we should I mean, do a three-point scale. Oh, yes, man. no. Oh, yeah. And no, no, no. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Decimal means nothing. 6.57. Uh, yeah, so that's the winner of this. Uh, Calamia, Salamia. Well done. Salamia. Well done. You've won a game of your choice and yes. Mr. Brett will be okay. in touch that's with you. And we also have the uh, the two other winners. Yes. That's the, the member of the month on the forums and the vote of the month. Uh, member of the month goes to Minty Rebel, who, you know what? Well deserved. I think almost every live stream I've done recently, he's been there moderating the chat and yeah. people do seem to appreciate that. Um, been keeping an eye on them, them, yeah. them internet slaggers. And, and, so, and well the, the vote of the month was Slenderman Co. Oh, Slenderman. There we are. Nice. Slenderman. So, yeah, all of you chaps have won a game. Up to, up to the value of 50, 50 pounds from shop2.net. Yeah, that's, that's the Love shop2.net. Oh, oh, love them. Sexy. I like cheese strings. More than cheese strings. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a member of the month thing, obviously, uh, how it works is that, yeah, every month we give away three games from shop2.net. Chanks, chanks, babes. Thanks, babes. Um, <laughs> uh, one for the person who the people in the forum vote to be the top dog of the month, and mm-hmm. you can obviously be that by just being on the forums and being funny and not a dick. Uh, mm-hmm. Two for anyone, uh, you know, not everyone manages that. Uh, two, uh, <laughs> two, you can uh, just simply vote for someone to be member of the month, and you'll get put into a random. That's the easiest way to people. win a goddamn it's video easiest, game. It's easy, but the problem with that, of course, is it is susceptible. <laughs> if you are a dick, there's a chance you might still win. Yeah. So I mean, you can That's be a dick point. if you want, but you know. You've got a one in three chance rather than a two in three chance. And third of all, we have obviously the competition. And we can announce the new competition. Usually we do it next week because we're... We're doing it now. We're going to do it now. Oh, so excited. I think think we're a week behind because we were supposed to announce the winners last week. Yeah, but... I didn't know that, did I? I'm sorry. (laughs) No one told... I had a sheet to follow. (laughs) To be honest, you actually did a cracking job. Thank you very much. We were both ill on the same day. Yeah, I learned a lot that day. You still managed to like do lots of things. I learned everything that day. I was pretty proud. I was pretty impressed. Um... Yeah, so the new competition this week is obviously um, next week we have the, or, or this week, whichever week it is, at some point around now, there's a new Pokemon game. There's always game. Pokemon, oh, Yeah, of course, Pokemon. But gotta catch them for me and you. <laughs> the problems of... Syrians no, no. and Jews. Oh God! What? Oh my God! <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know where we've got to. Quick, what's the competition? Oh, that was just being political, right? Of I wasn't course. Taking a no. stance. I was just trying to sing about the world in the hope of making it a better place. Right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Done. that's not the competition. <laughs> <laughs> the competition is Pokemon. What did I say? Oh, okay. Oh, Pokemon Mega Devolution. Yeah, because... Oh, Devolution. Yeah. Oh, like Nintendo it. are starting to struggle with reasons to make new yeah, Pokemon they've games. they've run out of so ideas. we're, we're going to help them out. So Any, we're going to help them out. Anyone that devolves a Pokemon into Dave's Gamble will win for me. Don't oh, say that. For me, win for me. I said win for me. Oh, win for me. Win I for me. Turning people into Pokemon into Divas, like Diana Ross did Evolution or something. Well, that might win. That wins. That would have won too. That would good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when Simon says win for me, it means win his heart. Yes, I mean, my vote. He might come around to your house with flowers. 
Yes. It doesn't necessarily mean you won't you'll win, the, win game. the game. In fact, you, you might. The, you may do. But, but, you know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> see, the way you've got to do it basically is you've got to take an actual Pokemon, right? Mm. Preferably, uh, you can either use one of the new ones or one of the ones from the original 151. I prefer the original 151 because I think lots of the ones in the middle are a bit shit. Yeah, but that's actually not. But there are classics for this competition because shit. Pokemon means well, that's shit it. evolution. That's true. And there are there are classics in the middle, like Bidoof. Bidoof. Um, but yeah, all you've got to do is take a Pokemon, and it's got to be obviously a base level Pokemon, because if you devolve, I'm uh, devolve Pokemon, it becomes one of the prior numbers. Exactly. I think yeah, I'm so can can I enter this competition yes, and have Bidoof devolve into Bidoof? Yes. Damn it. Just... You can't win, though, because you're, uh, you're, you're a video gamer. Oh, you just give the game away. Look at the small print. Look at the fucking small print. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, basically Jesus. what you got to do is devolve a Pokemon. So get a picture of a Pokemon. I like that. That's a good competition. And then make a devolved version of it. Preferably, draw the original Pokemon and the new, or whatever. Do oh it. yeah, definitely draw the original do Pokemon. Do it in MS yeah. Paint, make it crap. Because yeah. I feel like uh, the last competition was fun for a bit of variety. But maybe the bar was set too high. I want another vast array of absolutely terrible MS or Paint drawings. make it so bad... Uh, so good, sorry, that it makes me hate the world that I can't draw. I've always wanted to draw. When I see people, I'm like, oh, I hate the world. It's so mean. good. The two so things good. I want to do are be able to draw and make music. Mm. And they're two things I'll never be able to do because mm. I've, I've passed my peak. <laughs> I'm a man in decline. Uh, the world is just a selection of you, opportunities that will no longer be are open. Are you taking on Dave's role in the podcast? Because usually he ends, the, he ends the discussion with something really depressing. No, I'm just joking. But it's also incredibly true. <laughs> Um, yeah, there we are. That's, that's done it. But anyway, I feel bad. Pokemon Devolution. Like Devolve it. a Very Pokemon good. today. Uh, go to the forums, obviously, videogaming.com. Uh, if you go to the forums and go to the podcast section of the forum, then there will be a new thing being member of the month competition. And yeah, just basically, it'll explain the rules in more detail. There is no more detail. Draw us a picture of a bloody Pokemon. Come along and say hello. Um, because I just like looking at pictures of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. They make my day. There you go. And Simon's day. They do make my day. Fact. I'll buy you flowers. Yeah. And chocolate, Ooh, baby. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, I, I've been Matt Lees. <laughs> yes, and we've also Jesus. he's been Come on, Simon, man. Simon Miller, Chris Bright, and Fit, Brett Phipps. Oh, um, Fit Brett. Fibby, Fibby, Fibby. It's, it's Brett and Brett. Sorry, man. It We're going to have to sort this out. Brad, Rescue Rangers. Oh wow, Brett, they're dangerous. How do you feel about this, Brett? That's going to be a thing now. I think it is a thing. Oh, I love it. He loves it. Yeah, great. You don't. God damn it! We're supposed to be on the same page. You're boned. Jeez. You're boned. And a disappointment to us all. Yeah. What? Why do you, you... We've had comments in past podcasts that you've been bullying me, Simon. Yeah. That's it. I start, <laughs> I start bullying them. Oh, yeah. He's big enough to bully multiple people at the same time. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him, Chris. Jeez. That's why you agree. Yeah. This room. Just say disagree. Nod yes. your head. And yes, Simon. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Right, Goodbye. Boy.